the roof of AT&T Stadium are just walking around up there. There's one, two, three, there's five guys. They look like they're mopping. I guess they're cleaning the roof after the rainstorm. I don't know exactly what they're doing. But, I mean, they are way in the sky on a 45-degree sloped roof. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's 45, but it looks like it's 45. And it's, no thank you, man. That is... Amazing. Yeah, it's terrifying watching them. That There's that Walmart right next to the stadium right there, and I have been at that Walmart and looked up and saw those guys doing whatever they do up there, cleaning, maintenance, um, replacing uh, whatever needs, I don't know. And you watch them, and same thing. My stomach was like jumping because I couldn't stand the thought of me being up there. Like I, you know. That's I'm afraid I'm going to see do. one of them slip here in a second. Yeah, that's tumble. what it feels like when you're watching them. But they, they're up there all the time. They know them. they know what they're doing. That I'm twelve store. I'm in the twelfth floor, and they're way higher than me. So I don't know how many stories in the air that roof of AT and T Stadium is, but jeez, nuts. So, all right, uh, big time hour coming your way. We got Skip Johnson on game day coming up next segment. Big Twelve tournament starts tonight. It actually starts in an hour, but for OU, it's tonight. Uh, 9 o'clock this morning, OSU in Texas, big-time opener to this event today. The 4-5 game is OSU-Texas. OU plays the final game tonight. They are the three seed. They get West Virginia. Uh, 7.30 scheduled start tonight. 7 o'clock scheduled pregame tonight. I use the word scheduled there intentionally because you guys know how this thing works. Uh, very rarely does it stay on schedule. Now, we got a better chance because weather is not going to be a factor. So that's good. But uh, if we play some long baseball games, it could start later than 7.30. It frequently does. It would, quite frankly, be utterly shocking if it started at 7.30 tonight. So, Pay attention to the Twitter machine, the social medias today. We'll keep you updated on start times, pregame times, all that kind of stuff. You can hear the game here tonight right here on The Ref. Uh, Skip Johnson, next segment. Brent Venables making his T-Row in the Morning Show debut since his return as head coach of the Sooners. We did have him on one of, one of kind of our more famous 
interviews in the show's history, TJ, was when he left for Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And broke down uh, in the middle of the interview, and it was very emotional. And uh, this is the first time he's come back on our show since then. That would have been 10 years ago, right? Something like that. So uh, it's good. Uh, we got one more caravan stop. Tomorrow night in Oklahoma City, I know he wants to talk about that, and he's got some very cool summer camps coming up, not just for kids, TJ. You might want to be involved in this. They've got all the camps for football players and all that kind of stuff, you through uh, high school and all that kind of stuff. But they also have a ladies' clinic. Yes. That you're – that I was going to say you, but your wife would probably very much enjoy. Um. There's a whole lot going on there. I'll let Brent explain. They also have a fantasy camp uh, this fall when the team gets back together in August where you can pay, and I, it's quite pricey. There's only a limited number of spots that they're giving out. But you will have the opportunity to basically be with the team all day, you know, from sunrise to sunset, be a part of OU football as they train this fall. And like, go to Brent's house for a cookout and all this kind of wow. stuff. It's, you know, it's super cool. Uh, I haven't heard of OU doing something like this before. So he wants to tell everybody about all that, and we'll uh, we'll uh, toss in a few more questions along the way. I did say something last night about uh, on the stage about uh, a couple of coaches this week have been going back and forth about the NIL. And he goes, yeah, I've been watching that while I'm eating popcorn, watching those two guys go back and forth at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see exactly uh, what we have time to chat with Brent about today. But he's coming up at 8.35 this morning. Now, I, I, I did want to talk about this because it, it angered me a little bit yesterday. But the all-conference baseball teams were announced. Right. Voted on by the coaches. And uh, congratulations are in order to some Sooners. Uh, Let me see if I can pull up. I thought I had it up here already. Apologies. Blake Robertson was voted Big 12 Newcomer Newcomer of the the Year. year. Mm -hmm. How about that, Teach? Pretty cool, huh? Had a tremendous year deserving. Peyton Graham and Jake Bennett, first team all Big 12. Uh. Blake Robertson, Tanner Treadaway, Trevin Michael, second team All-Big 12. Jimmy Crooks, honorable mention All-Big 12. You say, what are you upset about, Tope? Well, there were 70 guys named to one of the three, or named All-Big 12, either first, second, or honorable mention. 70. Let me just start with this. This bugs me in all sports. A basketball all-conference team should have five people on it. Yes, thank you. A baseball all-conference team should have nine or eight position players. Yes. If you want to have three or four pitchers, I'm fine with that. But you should have an all-conference first baseman, all-conference second baseman. Short. You know the positions, TJ. Don't make me name them I go through them all. We have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen guys named first team all Big Twelve. 
Another 18, I assume, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 18 guys named second team all Big 12. 36. That leaves 34 guys that were named honorable mention all Big 12. And OU had six. By comparison, OSU had 12. Um, Let me pull up my list here. In my fit of rage, I added them all up yesterday. <laughs> OSU 12, Texas Tech 11, TCU 10, Texas 9, West Virginia 7. OU had the same as Baylor, who is your eight seed today, by the way, in the Big 12 tournament. OU had one more than Kansas. Uh... Like I said, that is either a massive slap in the face to OU baseball or Skip Johnson should have won Coach of the Year in a runaway capacity. If he had half as many all-conference guys as OSU did and finished with the same record, how is Skip Johnson not your Coach of the Year? He didn't win it. Uh, TCU's coach won Coach of the Year. You know, They won the conference, whatever. But I don't know. That jumped off the page at me uh, yesterday, Cheech. There are some guys like Jackson Nicholas, like David Sandlin, probably Wallace Clark. Wallace, Wallace Clark, Clark hit like 400 great. in Big 12 play. Been great. Uh, you know, great that he got honorable mention too, but Jimmy Crooks, I don't know yeah. if there's a more valuable guy than Jimmy Crooks with what he's done this year. So I'm going to tell you, I was in Lubbock, Texas last week, and I watched Hudson White of Texas Tech and Jimmy Crooks go head-to-head. It ain't even close. OU went 12 for 12 stealing bases against Hudson White. Jimmy didn't give up a single stolen base. Now, Texas Tech didn't look to run a lot on him, but there's a reason for that because he's dadgum good. And he hits. Now, he didn't have as many home runs this year as he did last year. But, no, you're absolutely right. Jimmy should have been at least second team all Big 12. The Ardwan kid from Texas had a special year. I got no problem. Deserves with that, yeah. Him being first team. But I don't know. Am I wrong in feeling like OU was slighted on this? No, I, I completely get what you're saying, especially where they finished in the conference. And when you look through this, it, it is a lot of guys and a lot of names. And you kind of OSU your had head. 12 guys. 12. I don't even think they're better know you. Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I completely understand your argument and definitely makes a huge case, like you said, for Skip Johnson and the job that he did this year. Absolutely. I mean, what you're telling me here is he had half the talent of TCU and Oklahoma State and finished with the same record. Either that or you've missed this. You, you've either missed it, and there should be more OU guys on this list, or... Skip out coached everybody's pants off this year because he didn't have any talent on his team. (laughs) And these are the coaches. You know, the funny thing is um, everywhere, everywhere, every team we played this year, to a team, to a opposing broadcaster, every team we played, we would have a conversation on Sunday that went something like this. Dang, you guys are a lot better than I thought you were. Every team, even late in the season, when they're when they're playing for the Big 12 title, Jeff Haxton walked in and he goes, Kang, you guys are a lot better than I thought you were. Well, 
that goes yeah. for the fan base. Uh, the fan base recently looked up and said, wait a minute, they finished third? Uh, it apparently still applies to the opposing head coaches in this league. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they uh, they just take it out on them this weekend and, and show it this weekend. Yep. Hopefully that right, leads to right. good things. Hopefully they got a chip on their shoulder because of this. That'd be great. A poker break, chip. <laughs> break time. Skip Johnson live next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. This OU Coaches interview is brought to you by Landers Auto Group of Norman, proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. You'll feel good about Landers. Live in Arlington, Toby and TJ back with you. 7.30 tonight or thereabouts will be the opening game of the Big 12 tournament for the Sooners. They get West Virginia tonight. We're joined now by Sooners head coach Skip Johnson. Coach, good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you guys? Good morning to you as well. We're doing good. We're doing good. I'm excited about today, Coach. Uh, Let me start with this. First off, congratulations on a great year. You were picked sixth. You finished tied for second in the Big 12. You should have been Big 12 Coach of the Year. Fantastic season for your team, Coach. Well, I appreciate that, Toby. It didn't really – I mean, what makes me tick is we turned it around a little bit. we got to keep continue to get better weekly. And uh, you you can rest assured the, the, the assistant coaches had a lot to do with it and the players had a lot to do with it. It's not about me. It's more about them. And uh, I appreciate your uh, telling me that. Um, you had a decision to make, Coach, for tonight for game one with uh, a Wednesday start to this tournament, and you decided to go uh, with Carson Atwood and save Jake Bennett for, I, I assume, tomorrow night. Tell me about that decision-making process. Well, here's the first name I pulled out of that cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, we've thrown him on, 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 uh, on short rest a couple times, and I wanted him to get full rest. He's healthy. I just wanted to make sure that he got full rest. I mean, that's the biggest thing going into the next week. I, I think that we we should be able to get in. You never know, I guess you'd say. But it doesn't matter to me. It, what matters to me is if if he gets full rest, that gives us the best opportunity. He's a root, really routine-oriented guy. Uh, every seventh day, we've been throwing that guy all year long. And every time we've thrown him on five or six days, he, or six days, he hadn't been as good. So we got to continue to uh, uh, do what we do. And uh, uh, I think Atwood's going to go out and throw strikes um, and uh, just going to match it up from that point on. Safe to say, though, with Jake, that your performance in Lubbock allowed you to make this decision, right? I mean, you, you feel comfortable enough that you can do something like this. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I'd rather go into a place where you're throwing a guy on short rest, knowing that you're you're already in probably, and uh, uh, you don't have to force those kids to do something. I mean, this guy's got the draft coming up in a month, and uh, and he he gets evaluated every time he gets out there. I mean, there's 30, 40 scouts at every one of those game cross checkers, assistant general managers, just a little bit about everybody, and uh, uh, I want him to just go out there and just make pitches. It could. Be a good uh, pitch maker. 
Okay, when you make the decision to to save Jake, you have some options there. You've thrown Braden Carmichael in the midweek a lot this this year. Chaz Martinez has been a starter for you. Why did you settle on Carson Atwood? And is he a starter or an opener for you tonight? He's an opener. He's not a starter. He's an opener. He should go two to three innings and kind of piece it together with what we call uh, uh, – if I told you the secret, I'd have to shoot you. So I'm not going to do that. Just kidding. But uh, uh, it's the run. It's the it's it's the deal called the runway. So what we'll do is we'll we'll go through it and look at it, see which guys match up with what runways as we go through this game uh, on their in their lineup. If it might be a guy for two outs, it might be a guy for one out. It might be a guy. In it, and you can either be a hero goat in that situation, and. Uh, um, and what I mean by that is if it works out, you're a hero. If it doesn't work out, you look like a goat. So, I mean, I've looked like a goat a lot of times in being a pitching coach, so I'm not too worried, really worried about that. I mean, you, one day you can go out there and throw a shutout. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I've always said you're only as good as your last – as a pitching coach, you're only as good as your last outing. So, uh, uh, you know, that's the difficult thing about doing what we're doing. You know, I have had the opportunity to catch a glimpse at some of your – uh, charts and you know color coded charts and matchups and analytics and all that kind of stuff that you guys you do a lot. You guys you guys use I I think correct me if I'm wrong. You use a lot of analytics that goes into your pitching matchups, your your batting lineup, all that kind of stuff. Is that more this year than it's been in the past, or has it always been that way for you? No, it's always been that way. I mean, it's something that we've gotten a little bit better at as we as we gone through it every year i mean it wasn't like that where it's at now wasn't like that five years ago analytics is taking a new toll it's taking a new deal reggie's really good at it. he brought a bunch to the, to the table for us to, to help us a little bit more um i'm kind of new in the analytics stuff i think your eyes still tell you i think your heart still tells you a lot but uh the matchup stuff is really good i mean you just got to look at the strengths and weaknesses as you go through it. I mean, there's not a – if you could be in a perfect world, you're not going to do it perfectly. I mean, that's what's awesome about baseball. It's an imperfect game that everybody's trying to be perfect in. It's That's what's incredible about the game. I mean, what other sport the defense has the ball? So, I mean, you know, it's, the, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I, I would imagine even that being said, though, there are multiple times a game where the numbers tell you one thing and your gut says, I, I don't know if I agree with the numbers, right? I mean, does that still happen? Quite, or you just say, I'm going to take oh, that element out. We're going with the numbers. No, I don't do that. I mean, I do it both ways. I mean, it's sometimes you just got to, uh, you know, grit your teeth, bite your teeth down and go, hey, we're doing it this way. Another way is like we're taking a chance. We're going against the numbers. So it's uh, uh, I mean you got to do it both ways. If you don't do it both ways, that's a hypothetical guess in it, you know. And uh, I think that's what, but also that's what the fun in it is too. I mean we we worry a lot about you know man I just hope he makes this pitch. Well he's better against this guy. His his numbers show that he's better against this guy. Put him in a put him in a in a row that he's going to be successful in, and just let him go. And that's really what it boils down to be, you know. And then you start looking at pitches. Well, he struggles with this pitch and this count. You're like, uh-oh, here we go. And you start really dissecting it, and it gets really tricky at times.
you played West Virginia not very long ago. Uh, what did you think of Randy Macy's team and what's important against this very speedy lineup that they have? Oh, they're ver- they're very good. I mean, you just got to go out and try to take it one pitch at a time. I mean, it's still it's still go you go back to the fundamentals. You just got to win pitches and take it one pitch at a time, try to get their leadoff hitter out. I mean, they're really explosive and uh, they got a great offense. They got a great pitching staff. What we got to do is just go out and be ourselves and uh, uh, take care of business. Is there any advantage at all to you guys having played nine games here already this year, or is a baseball diamond a baseball diamond? Well, I think the environment is uh, will help us a little bit from playing here this year. But uh, as you well know, Toby, we have 18 to 22-year-old young men, and, and really uh, sometimes they're player-led, and you, you never know what's going they're going to show up and be ready to go or – I mean, you think about it. You can go out there and give them a speech. You can give them all that stuff. I mean, we gave them a big speech. You got eighteen, got beat eighteen love at Wichita State. You know, I was ready to go outside and start fighting somebody after uh, <laughs> we gave them a speech. And then we got beat eighteen love. So, uh, I mean, if you, you just never know. I mean, they're they're gonna they've done they've been really resilient all year, um, and uh, uh, kind of proud. I'm really proud of them. Get emotional about it. Because we've we've come a long way in a uh, in a time where it's hard to to really help our product. There's a lot of kids that gotten a lot better on our baseball team. Believe me, where I where I went into the year going into the spring, going, oh my goodness, we can't play catch, we can't do this, we can't do that, and all of a sudden it's been a lot different, and it's been I've been really excited about that because you just don't get to spend the time with them anymore. It's with the NCA and what they do uh, with uh, time limitation, you just don't get to spend the time with them anymore. And this game, you've got to – this game demands you to spend time. It demands you to practice it. I mean, it's it's what it is. I mean, because there's so much failure in it. And it demands you to do those things. And uh, uh, really proud of them. Last question, and it's going to be one that annoys you because I think I annoy you all the time when I ask you about NCAA tournament and stuff. But we talk about it on this show a lot. Do you feel like there's a scenario by which you could still host a regional? And if so, what do you think you got to do this week to make that happen? I think that, yeah, I do. I think we've got to win two two to three games uh, uh, to host. Two, would be, two, I think, would for sure. Three, I know we would. Uh, play for the championship, I know we would. Um, I keep, we can't, I mean, we just got to go out and play baseball. Um for our conference, we've got to have some teams host for our conference. And that's what I'm afraid of. I mean, I, our conference is really, really, really good. And uh, uh, we should get six teams in. There's no doubt in my mind. And I think if you don't hope, if you don't host some of those teams, Toby, I think you won't get six teams in. Um, I've been in this league where three of these teams been to Omaha in, 2000, in 2014. 2011 so uh, uh, you know I, I, I worry about that thanks Skip go get him thank you have a great day you too Skip Johnson 7:30 tonight OU West Virginia in the Big 12 tournament opener for the Sooners all right we'll take a break Brent Venables joins us live next back after this 
The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live in Arlington, Texas. Got the Big 12 tournament starting today, but we go live right now back to Norman. We are joined by the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Brent Venables. Coach, good morning. Good morning, Tobe. How are you doing? You're in Arlington already? I'm in Ar- I drove down last night after we landed. I had to get down here today. Wow. So I'm all in, Coach. Fire. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I got my, so what do you do all day? Uh, what do you do all day between now and in, uh, in game time? Well, uh, going to, uh, you going on a roller coaster? What are you doing? No roller coasters today. I will probably sneak in a quick nap and then uh, go over to the stadium and prepare for tonight. Isn't that what like old people do? Like during the middle of the day, they sleep. I'm 48 years old and definitely going uh, to be a late night tonight, and so I'm going to get a nap. Like i got to be a peak 70s. performance tonight. I'm hearing you. That's what Starbucks is for. <laughs> uh, man, how much have you enjoyed these caravans? we got one more left tomorrow night in Oklahoma City, but getting out and meeting the people, you've been electric. It certainly seems like you're having a good time. Yeah, I love I love connecting with people. I'm a, a relationship guy. I uh, really enjoyed getting to the different communities, and we got a lot to share. You know, we got a lot to be proud of. We got a lot to be thankful for. So, um, spreading some of that good seed uh, is a is a fun, uh, easy thing to do to me when you love what you do and who you do it with. I get to do it with Toby Rowland, <laughs> and right. um, so for me. Like, honestly, being very sincere, I know it's being funny, but um, I'm actually being very sincere that, like, I have a blast doing it with what I do with who I do it with. So, uh, from that standpoint, like, it could be a lot, it could be a heck of a lot worse. We got you know one what I mean? Left. Yeah, no, I got you. It's a hoot, man. And we got one more tomorrow night, folks, if you... Uh, do not have your tickets. It is not quite sold out yet, but it's going to be a big crowd. Soonersports.com slash caravan if you want to go to the OKC stop, the final stop uh, tomorrow night in Oklahoma City. I also want to ask you, uh, I don't want to run out of time, about these camps that you have coming up. Not just the youth camps, but the ladies' clinic and the fantasy camp and everything that uh, that you're offering this summer. Yeah, uh, ladies' The ladies' clinic is July 16th. It's um, low impact. It's all indoors. It's at the Lloyd Noble Center. It's really it's an educational opportunity for us to pull the curtain back and introduce all the different areas of our football program and all the programmatically all the different areas that touch the players' lives and what that entails deeply. Um, we'll have all of our coaches there. We'll do a X's and O's, um, demonstrations, and a football clinic, teaching some good football knowledge for, for all the ladies to be able to uh, be uh, resident experts in their home uh, in the, during game day. So really an opportunity to learn uh, a lot about what we do and how we do it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We have, uh, we'll have a lot of local vendors there as well. We have a fashion show. Um, all of our players will be there working it. So we're, it's filling up quick, and uh, so we have to cut it off and cap it. But uh, it's an opportunity also to support um, charities with, here within the state of Oklahoma. 
and locally here in Norman, but uh, that's from addiction to domestic abuse to uh, a variety of um, uh, cancer um, charities and an opportunity to support the 212-degree uh, foundation. Um, and then the fantasy camp is kind of a heavy hitter. Um, it's going to give all, all access, pay, pay a, an entry fee, and you get all access to our football camp when we start up this fall with our players when we kick off the football season in August. So it's a uh, almost it's two-and-a-half, three-day uh, event when you're – uh, we'll put you up in a hotel and and uh, give you all access to all meetings, practice, meals together with the players, give a lot of one-on-one time with coaches and players, uh, and opportunity to come over to my house and, and to learn a lot more about uh, everything from soul mission to uh, time with Jerry Schmidt, and again, um, all access to meetings and practice and things of that nature once we kick off uh, fall practice, so that's going to be a lot of fun um, as well. And also it, it goes to support the 212 degree foundation. I want to ask you about the news of the week, which is the, uh, the Nick and Jimbo thing. And I'm going to be careful on I'm not trying to throw you into the middle of it unless you want to get in the middle of it. But the, 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 the topic is, is this NIL thing, which is new this year. And is, it would seem to me, very confusing without kind of the guard rules and regulations as to where you want to fall as a head coach and 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 how you make sure you take care of of having Oklahoma in the right place when it's a little bit of a moving target how how big of a challenge has that been and then I would imagine when you're watching these other big time head coaches that are fighting it out tooth and nail you're like man we're we're all trying to figure out where the right place is to be on this thing no doubt I mean I think some maybe what you see going on across the country what probably is these players they don't have to uh, they don't have to report things to their compliance so if it's coaches are telling you what is reported to compliance in regards to nil deals and things of that nature there's there's no laws that say they have to and um right or wrong and so the reason i I say that now, you know, I, the, the the compliance piece is to protect the player from both eligibility issues potentially, and then tax tax wise, that way you have a, an easy vehicle to set you up to protect you uh, and help you keep track of, you know, uh, you know the tax implications when you're <laughs> you're making money, you got to pay taxes or mm-hmm. they'll throw you in jail. But when you're starting to deal with young people and maybe some being misguided, uh, you know, they can get put in harm's way. So um, I think some of the, the reporting from the coaches is because that they're just going by what has been reported to compliance. But, uh, you know, as, as you and I both know that um, I'm, I'm sure that's not foolproof. So, um, you know, for, for us, we want to do it, uh, you know, the right way and uh, give our guys an opportunity to use their platform. It's a, uh, to me, NIL is a, is, a, is a good thing. It's about time, an you know, opportunity uh, for our players to take advantage of, um, again, their name, image, and likeness. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good space, but I think, you know, from a, a time management standpoint and um, a distraction standpoint, you want to make sure that um, uh, you um, 
provide them with some safeguards to help them focus on a very short window that they have in, in regards to development and, you know, obviously educationally getting their degree and then development-wise be, becoming the best football player that they can be as, as, as well as growing from, again, from, again, 17, 18, 19-year-olds and, you know, to growing from boyhood to manhood. There's a lot of uh, transformation that takes place when they go to college. So, you know, they don't have enough time in the day as it is. So, you know, trying to uh, give them all the tools that they need to be successful in that space with, uh, at the same time not getting overwhelmed or getting distracted and taking it off their, their main focus, and that's to, you know, holistically develop and and maximize a very small window that they have going to college and having a great college experience. And so not trying to put too much on them, not try to bur- burden them, but at the same time help them take advantage of that space. And for us, we're uh, hoping that things that align with our, our values as a program and, and, you know, give them an opportunity for baseline, have a very equitable opportunity for everybody in the locker room. And then, again, the better you play, the harder you work, um, you know, the better uh, opportunities you have to make a little more money. Uh, so we have co-branded as a university, chosen to, to co-brand. And so uh, just a, a baseline of that looks like an opportunity for our guys to uh, have their jersey sold and make money with their name on it, and uh, both in the uh, through the university and then also in the secondary market, which is they can really capitalize in that space. So again, it's a uh, it's a good thing, you know. Um, some some young people are showing up with with uh, marketing agents, which again I think is a is a is can be a good thing, you know, to safeguard them as well as kind of take off that burden off their plate. And hey, this is any deals go through them and, and, uh, but we've, as a university have done a great job of, uh, partnering with Altius, which is the industry leader, um, educationally, um, with the university and letting us know what some of the trends and things are, are in the, in, uh, across college football and then some of the do's and the don'ts and things to look out for. So that's a, an educational piece in front of our, in front of our teams. And I think that's a wonderful thing as well. And then, um, uh, we we have a, an app uh, that you know you just put on your phone, and a lot of deals can be made that way, and able to go right to compliance and keep uh, track of everything, and and keep things again just in a really nice and tidy place um, to protect our players, partic- particularly from taxes and things like of that nature. Help them uh, put that in a user friendly space for them. I don't have time to ask you about everybody coming out of spring, but I am going to take the, the low-hanging fruit here and ask you about your quarterback. Uh, you've been around some great quarterback play at Clemson the last few years. We've obviously seen some here at OU. How do you feel about Dylan Gabriel coming out of the spring? I think we lost Coach. There, Toby. Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yep, can hear you. Yeah, I got you. I was asking about how, how do you feel about Dylan Gabriel coming out of the spring, Coach? Yeah, uh, Dylan was – I thought he had a, a terrific spring, ultra consistent, uh, really accurate. Uh, he makes plays. He can improvise. Um, can can make all the throws. But I just love his leadership, his consistency. There's a calmness and, and, a, and a presence to him that uh, helps you focus on other things. 
Um, he, he's the last guy that you honestly have to, uh, to worry about. Certainly don't want to take that for granted. Uh, but at the same time, uh, that's, that's, that for us is a real uh, comfort um, level in, in where he is mentally, uh, physically, spiritually, leadership. Uh, he gets it. You know, he's very he's mature beyond his years, and his decision making is is uh, as a, at a really high level. And then he elevates those around him, and that's what to me the best the best do is they make everyone around them better. And um, uh, he's never too high, never too low. Just a, really a model of of uh, consistency. What you see is what you get with him. Last question, Coach. Uh, sole mission. I know the you're you're excited about everything there, but you got these micro internships going on right now. We were showing pictures last night of Jaden Knowles doing weather forecasts in Daytona Beach and and all kinds of things. Uh, this thing seems to be playing out well, uh, like you dreamed it would be. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Really proud of uh, Caleb Kelly and, and really all the Soul Mission. They're all playing a, a part in a variety of areas. But Caleb Kelly is the lead dog on on uh, uh, helping facilitate uh, the micro internships. Um, it's, a, it's a small window, so he's developing partnerships with people really around the country and a variety of industries. And the mindset is to uh, you know to really go global from that standpoint and give our, our players an opportunity in whatever industry they think they might be interested in and in trying to help plant those seeds of, um, you know, what the, their future is going to look like when the game's done, when after they graduate and they play this game as long as they can. It's a young man's game. If they play a long time in the NFL, they're going to be 30 years old. And we want to help facilitate all of their passions beyond the game of football. So, um, from resume building to the interview process to uh, putting them in a brand new suit every year and then giving them real uh, workplace experience and to network, uh, develop develop these partnerships and relationships. What a, an awesome opportunity for us to take advantage, take a time out from football, and take advantage of a real small window in their um, in their lives to uh, just try to create pathways for the rest of their life to have success and fulfillment through their college experience and then set them up for continued success as OU alumni uh, and beyond. Coach, thanks for your time. Good luck at the uh, final caravan stop tomorrow night, and uh, we'll holler at you on down the line. We appreciate it. Toby, thanks for having me on, brother, and good luck uh, in Arlington. Go Sooners. That's it, Coach. Brent Venables, uh, again, if you do not have tickets tomorrow night yet, get them now. Uh, I think there's six or 700 already have purchased tickets for the final caravan stop. You can go to Soonersports.com slash caravan and uh, all kinds of summer camps available, including that ladies clinic and that fantasy camp he's offering in addition to the youth and high school camps and everything else. So a lot of things going on. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. We welcome in Chris Plank now. It's the crossover abbreviated edition brought to you Worth by it. Cleveland County Fan, uh, Family YMCA. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I feel like I cannot take a nap now. I fully 
was planning on taking a nap. Yeah, good luck with that. He basically called you out as a loser if you do. He did. Yeah. (laughs) He said, I need to go get a coffee and power through. So, I don't know. I'd still take that nap. That's yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, Chris. You ain't getting on the You drove like uh, from Wichita today. to Arlington, got up, did a radio show, take a nap. And and I was thinking about this. What time do you think you're getting off the air tonight? 2.30 in the morning. After midnight, for you're, sure. Right. And then do you want me to do You want to swap shows tomorrow so you can rest a little bit? <laughs> I guess you can because you would have – well, listen, I'm, I'm all positive here. But if things don't necessarily go well, you'd have a turnaround and a first pitch pretty quick tomorrow, right? Or no? Yeah, the yeah. the losers bracket game tomorrow is at twelve thirty. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got Drake on standby for a little while tomorrow. Probably is what's going to need to happen. But we'll see. I think they're going to win and uh, not have to worry Let's about stay it. Positive, yeah, they're Let's gonna stay positive, fellas. I'm gonna thinking win. about yeah. you. They're winning. I'm thinking about you. Uh, uh, so you're saying? Well, I'm, even if I do say, you know what, I'm taking a nap. I'm just not sure I can. Like I'm riddled with guilt asleep. now. Like I'm going right. to lay there and go, you know what, Brent doesn't want me to go to sleep. So and in your mind, you know what Brent Venables is doing right now. He's he's spreading the word. My man's fired up. What am I going to do? You know what, though? Curl under these pillows. I, and I'll tell Brent, Brent, if you're listening, you worry about coaching your football team. <laughs> I'll worry about being in peak physical condition to call what? a game on the radio. What okay? time did you get in last night? I don't, you don't want me telling you what play to call. I don't want you telling me how to, uh, you know, when I shouldn't, shouldn't take a nap, all right? <laughs> uh, it wasn't too late. It was like twelve fifteen when I rolled in here. So, well, when you consider that you wake up at you know five five thirty in the morning, that's significant. Now, did you just do the show from the room, or are you a kind yeah. neighbor? Good call. Well, today I did it from the room because I don't know the lay of the land yet. I got gotcha. in last night, and I don't know where the conference room. You know, if right. there's places to go around the hotel and do it. So, I'm in the room. I haven't been yelled at yet. Good. So, not like not me in Hawaii, where you had some dude like knocking you on your Hawaii. room. Right. Yeah. I'm still scarred by that. I think we're okay. Hey, um, speaking, I'll try to continue the train of big-time guests as soon as we say adios here. One JT Gasso nice. is kicking off the show with us today, so that's pretty exciting. Very cool. Aaron Miller later on in the show. So we got a, we got a, we got a pretty full softball What's show. What's Aaron Miller's assignment this weekend? Stark Vegas. She's huh. going to Starkville, Mississippi for the Mississippi State Regional. Have her do some reconnaissance for us down there. Check out the uh, visiting radio booth in the football stadium. Ooh, good call. Like. Good call. Yeah. She'll be down for that. And she'll be with ESPN, so they'll do whatever she wants. Yeah, right. I'll make sure I'll make sure she does use, that. Put that all-access pass to good use. That's and right. And go check out the visiting radio booth at uh, Mississippi State. <laughs> Chris, I hope you have the best show you've ever had in your life. That's the goal. Toby, I hope you have the best nap you've ever had in your life. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks to Brent Venables and Skip Johnson for joining us today. You find folks as well. I'll be back with you tonight, 7 o'clock pregame, 7.30-ish, first pitch tonight, Big 12 tournament, OU in West Virginia. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.